0: Back, back. Back. Hi. I'm Chuck in one of my you checked at the children? We all go a little mad sometimes. Movies don't make psychos. Movies make psychos. More crazy. Hello and welcome back to another episode of From Dusk Till Dawn. I am your host, Don Lahey. Baby, what's up? How was your week? Was it okay? Mine was okay. Um, thanks for joining us again. Uh, I just want to give a big shout out to, um, my, uh, wife's husband's cousin's husband for joining us on the last podcast, uh, where we, uh, reviewed better watch out, which got our highest rating so far, which I'm very excited about. And, um, yeah, we got a lot of good numbers on that. So uh, thank you, John, um, for being on the podcast. We really appreciate that. Um, I have a little bit more uh, business to attend to here. Last week, I started a new segment called The Pole Potty. It's like pool party. I'm just doing these little segments of uh, we're going to do seven best 70s. Uh, horror movies, 80s, 90s, 2000, blah blah blah. We're gonna do best final girl, best villain, best mask, best weapon, a bunch of different uh, variations of this. And I thought I would start off with the best 70s horror film. Uh, and I did about four parts, and then I did a final round where I took the best of the four parts and I just put them in one poll. This is all on Instagram. Um, I'm not going on Reddit and asking. Uh, I'm not going on. Um, is Facebook still live? I don't know. Uh, just just Instagram. Um, just to feel around. Uh, and this was a uh, best seventies uh, horror film, and the first one was, uh, The Exorcist, Carrie, Halloween, and The Brood, and uh, The Exorcist won, won the first one, The Exorcist. Halloween was second on that, but we're gonna go with The Exorcist on that that people uh, said was the best horror film from the 70s on part 1 part 2 was the texas chainsaw massacre the omen jaws and amityville horror uh people seem to like the amityville horror more out of those four next was wicker man eraserhead don't look now and piranha and the winner of this one was eraserhead baby and then the fourth one was Hills Have Eyes, Black Christmas, Dawn of the Dead, and Salem's Lot. Hills Have Eyes, one with a landslide on the hills that also have eyes. A uh, landslide of eyes, people might say. We uh, we then put all four of those in a poll, and we put all those in a poll, and uh, The Exorcist, Amityville Horror, an eraser head, and Eraserhead, and... Again, hills have eyes. Hills have eyes. One out of those four. Um, so we're going to move on to the next poll potty. And uh, yeah, I just want to thank everyone for voting. Really appreciate the uh, um, the involvement on that. That's uh, really nice. That everyone's kind of. Chipping in to give me something to talk about on this thing. This is a horror movie review podcast. The way that we choose our movies on this podcast is that we go to Horror Movie Generator. It pops a movie up and I watch it and then I hit record. And this week's movie was 2017's It Comes at Night, directed by Trey Edward Schultz. It got a 6.2 on IMDb and a 88 on Rotten Tomatoes. I think both of those are extremely too high for this film. And the plot reads secure within a desolate home as an unnatural threat terrorizes the world. A man has established a tenuous domestic order with his wife and son. Then a desperate young family arrives seeking refuge. That's pretty much, yeah, that's kind of what happens in this film. Um, The the pacing of this film was so slow. I just wanted something to happen. They play with tension. uh, Like they don't know what the hell's going on. It's post-apocalyptic. There's so much that they could have done with this disease or virus or sickness going around. And they are trying to survive off of nothing. There's so many missed opportunities in this film. So many missed opportunities, um, and I'll get into that a little bit later. Um, really liked the score; uh, that was all right. Um, it was the only thing that was kind of helping build tension. Um, we have uh, our characters. We have Paul, played by Joel Edgerton. He's in uh, he's in Star Wars. He's in uh, The Gift, Great Gatsby, The Warrior. He's really good in Boy Erased. I really like that movie. Yeah, he's Luke. He's uh, Luke's uh, stepfather, Uncle Owen. Uh, we also have Christopher Abbott in this. He was in The uh, Possessor. He was in Girls. Um, we have uh, Riley Keough, I think is her name. Uh, she was in the movie that uh, I reviewed, I think, third episode, The Lodge. She was also in uh, Mad Max and American Honey. Uh, we have Kevin Harrison, Jr. Sorry, Kelvin Harrison Jr. And uh, he was uh, he was in Waves, uh, Monsters and Men. Um, kind of a he, he's coming up. And then we had the mom, who was in uh, Selma, uh, The Purge. Um, yeah, so i i enjoyed all their acting they they definitely had the post-apocalyptic kind of feel going on like they knew they've like their characters were lived in i guess that was okay we start off um kind of on a high note a little bit we see um grandpa got whatever sickness and the sickness is extremely uh contagious uh and pretty much uh it looks like it rots your insides um our, our friend uh, Travis Kelvin Harrison, the uh, son of Paul and Sarah, keeps having visions of people throwing up blood, so I think that's what he saw while his grandfather was dying. His name is Bud. Um, he's not really in the film a lot. He's at the very starting until he gets uh, eats a bullet given by his son-in-law, Paul, and the uh, Um, Travis, the son, watches this happen, this execution because of sickness uh, in front of him and then they burn the body to get rid of all the disease and sickness and then they uh, go on with their life. Um, I kind of wish that I watched this during like quarantine. Um, I feel like it maybe would have hit me a little bit better. Um, But maybe not. I don't know. This... This movie did not I was not glued. I kept looking at the clock saying when's this going to be done? When's this going to be done? Because honestly, I I was waiting for something to ha- like something to happen. Some It's also it comes at night, which is a great title. But I don't maybe I missed it, but nothing came. I it, it was a bad title for this movie. They should have just called it uh Um, you don't want legions or something an intruder comes to the house and and this is where they meet uh will and and they knock him out and and he's knocked out for like six hours and i'm and i'm getting and i don't really like and i know movies aren't realistic really but i don't like when they do that in movies because pretty sure you would just get brain damage if you were passed out for six hours um and like, you don't have to do that in a movie to have them passed out for six hours. Like, you can have so much dialogue in between that time of him getting knocked out and tied up, and then you can have so much dialogue going back and forth to, like, kind of, you know, uh, like, carve out the characters a little bit more. So I found that really unnecessary, but instead they just left him out cold for a long time. And, like, they were, like, tying him up and putting a gag in his mouth and tying him to a tree, and he was just not waking up from this. So it, it, it just, it rubs me the wrong way when that happens, because I, I read somewhere, if you uh, knock someone out and they're out for a long time, then their, their, their brain don't work so good no more. Now he wakes up in a burlap sack with his mouth taped, shut, taped to a tree. Now that would be pretty scary. Um, and so Travis keeps having, uh, um, visions of his grandfather, uh, I think they slept in the same room because his, dra- his grandfather's dog is is still there and he's sleeping on a bed across from Travis. And whenever there's a dog in a post-apocalyptic movie, you just know, you know, um, we're going to see Spot Run. You know, it's Marley and me. We're going to go, all dogs go to heaven kind of thing. Um, so the dad, Paul, he goes and he, he, um, he just wants answers. What are you doing here? Why are you breaking into my dilapidated house and he go and and will says i just want food for my family and water and then i'll and then i'll i'll get out of here and then they 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 go look for food they get hijacked from another random family now when they're driving um paul says to will keep a lookout maybe like just in case we see something they kept saying that and i'm like okay There must be something out there. There must be some kind of creature or something. And then they drove by this one thing and it looked like a giant like wood creature sitting by a fire, but it's never brought back up again. So, yeah, I was waiting for something something but it's nothing they go they get hijacked they have to kill these two guys it happens pretty fast self-defense kind of gunslinger thing they whip out the gun they kill them they have to dig a little shallow grave for these um men Uh, anyway so then they get the family uh will's family kim and andrew bring them back and uh yeah they introduce um everyone they kind of hit it off like Right at the starting, uh, they go. They cut wood together. They're boarding up the house. They're um, um, Sarah's teaching Kim how they make water. Uh, Like they're laughing. They're playing games. They're 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 doing really good. There was one moment where, uh, so this dog has been around for a while. You can tell he's a bit of an older dog, but they have him on a leash in the forest. I feel like if you've had a dog, I don't know how long that they've kind of been, like, in the woods for, but I feel like a dog would, like, keep by your side. You wouldn't have to have it on a leash at all. And that kind of bugged me, too. It just, it's just, I don't know. Like, I am legend, or he is legend. One's a band and one's a movie. Uh, the dog, like, doesn't need to be on a leash. I can walk around with my beautiful little pup and she won't go more than a couple meters unless there's like a squirrel or her grandma's and she'll run Um, but this dog's grandpa's dead so it ain't going nowhere The kid keeps having visions. So you kind of don't know, like that might be the scariest part. Like the kid doesn't, or you don't know if, uh, if it's real or not, Um, but you can tell pretty quickly that it's not real. Um, So whatever. Uh, And that's where all the jump scares are. There's some banging on, on a random door. Um, And like, what the fuck, man? What the fuck, man? But one of the visions um, Travis is having about Kim and she straddles him, but then starts bleeding in his mouth. But he has kind of a starting of a sex dream almost about her. And then it's uh, interrupted by her bleeding in his mouth uh, from her mouth. And uh, then he wakes up and then he goes downstairs and he sees her and they have a little chat, a little bit of flirting going on, which is weird. Leads to absolutely nothing like most of the things in this movie. Uh, there was one thing where she goes, I have a they're they're kind of doing like the hook thing, Robin R- Robin Williams slash Steven Spielberg's hook, Peter Pan movie, where they are imaginary, imaginary eating. And uh, he goes, What are we having tonight? And then she says, Oh, I have cake and ice cream here. And he's like, I don't really like that. And she freaks out and she goes, You don't know like cake or ice cream? Like, Who are you? I don't like cake or ice cream. So uh, everyone seems to have an issue with that. I don't get it. I see it, like, on uh, social media. People are like, who doesn't like that? Like, cake or ice cream? How could you... Like, everyone likes cake and ice cream. I don't. So I'm sorry. I don't know why. Um, I don't like milkshakes either. So come at me. So Travis uh, is sleeping. Hears a noise and uh the dog gets out and runs off and um they're kind of just looking into a dark forest like and you see nothing like there's no and there's like no reason behind it it just this movie pissed me off like every single moment that they had to like do something scary or something but then i guess it would have been a longer move like I don't know. Like, I don't know what the, like what the point of this thing was like, I I've seen this on, uh, on like, uh, TikTok people saying, you know, this is a very scary movie and everyone should go watch it. Like what was so scary about this? I feel like they were, it was like, had a mixture of, uh, like cabin fever and, um, uh, children of men almost, but like not even close to being as good as either of those movies. um, really weird i don't like it shouldn't have been categorized like categorized as a as a horror movie maybe i don't know more of a thriller maybe a mystery there is no mystery really it's pretty obvious what's going on like i don't know my I'm, i don't know pretty pretty pissed off uh so they lose the dog um he doesn't come back. Then the next night, he does come back. He's in their sick room, which is covered in plastic, kind of where they kept the grandpa. Uh, and then the do- they notice that the dog is sick. They have to kind of get the dog out of the house and turned into ash. Um, the kid, who at the very starting of the movie saw his grandfather get... Um, Earthed. He's like, I want to. I, I want to see Stanley. Stanley's the dog, and uh, and the dad's like, no. But it's like you let him watch his grandpa get one between the eyes, but you're not gonna let him watch his dog get taken out. So I thought that was really weird too, and he was really concerned about him seeing the dog like that, but wasn't concerned about his watching his grandpa get wheeled out in a wheelbarrow and then put in a hole like. Very strange. So, this is about minute 63. Um, and they actually finally start talking about maybe something being scary, uh, them getting sick because they don't know how the dog got inside. Um, they don't know how the door got open that the dog was in. Uh, uh, Travis says he didn't do it. He assumed that the small boy that belongs to Will and Kim did. Um, but. it it never gets explained. And that was probably like the serious conversation that they had and it went fucking nowhere. So uncool. So they assume everyone's sick because the dog was in there. They assume everyone's sick because, uh, Andrew, uh, the small boy might've went and touched the dog. Uh, Travis definitely touched the dog. He said, and they all think that they're sick. They go, they quarantine, and uh they're kind of worried and then within a minute and and i'm only and i only know this because i went through COVID. obviously we all did but um within a minute everyone touches both their mouth and then their eyeballs which sucks and i feel like that was kind of but this was 2017 so like it wasn't common knowledge but i guess it's common knowledge that you get sick by the mouth and the eyeballs. Uh, the new family, Will, Kim and Andrew think, uh, well, we're either sick or they're sick. We need to get the hell out of here. Um, Travis goes and eavesdrops on them. They're saying, let's get the fuck out of here before something bad happens. And, uh, and they try to leave. And then Paul interacts, thinks that they're going to steal something, says, let's just talk about this. Um, Will's not having any of it, pulls a gun on him, takes his gun. And uh, and they have a bit of a standoff. Meanwhile, Sarah is there with a gun because they both went to go confront them. And uh, and there's a bit of a standoff in the stairway. This is where something good could have happened. This is where something good could have happened. Something surprising, something interesting. They could have blown Will's head off in the stairway they could have blown paul's head off in the stairway someone's head could get blown off but instead they go outside and they wrestle and they all get killed anyway will kim and andrew that's right this movie was a kid killer maybe that was the shock that they thought that we were like we're going to get you know overwhelmed by or that was kind of the twist or something it didn't it didn't affect it didn't the effect didn't work i was waiting for something else like i thought i guess that the idea of oh there must be something out there and it's going to come in in here and it's going to hurt us but really the ones inside were the ones hurting each other uh the dad does say something um and he goes uh Like, like you don't know how people can get when they're really desperate. And we see how, like, we see that, we see that in him. It sounds like it it was kind of a self-reflection, I suppose. Um, Yeah. And then uh, the same kind of uh, fashion when the mom is talking to her dad at the very starting of the movie, the dad who gets uh, like the grandpa, she's saying the exact same thing to the kid. Uh, the kid has like legions all over his face, and at the very starting of the film, she was telling her dad got the, the kid's grandpa, um, it's it's okay to let go, um, and uh, we see the kid with legions, and then the ending is fucking awful. So that's really all I have to say about that movie. Um, not impressed. People were saying it was a good movie, go watch it, it's terrifying. I thought it was extremely disappointing. Um, Maybe they were trying to touch on like a realistic part, but it, I don't know, it, it was lacking in so many different areas. This movie just made no sense to me. I feel like the writer was the director and... It just made absolutely no sense to me. Maybe they were trying to, like, maybe they were trying to have, like, say, some kind of social commentary on what was going on in the world in 2016, 17. Um, there's not a lot of trivia about this. The cast and crew of the film signed a non disclosure agreement that forbids them ever revealing what comes at night. However, fans and critics are in agreement that it's Travis's dreams that come at night. Deep. Dreams at night. Really pushing the envelope. Nice. Thanks. Brutal. There's no other trivia. Well, let's rate this film. Um, we given Don's dollars, baby. Uh, one to ten. One is the least amount of dollars that we're going to... Uh, spend on a movie and uh, 10 is the most amount of dollars that we're going to spend on a movie. So for it comes at night, I'm giving this a $1. There was no redeemable qualities to this film. They killed the dog. That made me sad. They let a kid see his grandpa get uh, euthanized with a revolver and then burnt uh, in front of the kid, and then didn't let him say goodbye to his dog before they did the same thing made no sense whatsoever. Um, the acting was okay, but didn't, could not save this film whatsoever. This is a complete contrast from uh, our last podcast interview or review uh, where we um, both John and don gave it a 9.5 dollars $9.50 to this being 1 dollar i would pay and after i'd probably ask for my money back i want my time back let me know what everyone else thinks if i'm if i'm if i'm not saying the right stuff here let me know but damn man like that sucked. So maybe, uh, maybe next time, maybe next time. All right. Love ya.